Hey, this Realm of the Mist podcast is brought to you proudly by the Nurses Guild. Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's Laboratory. Ha 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 ha. What's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back for another Breaking the Fourth Wall. And again, I get excited when I get to sit down and talk to people that are like me, except for successful. Uh, as most of you who've watched this show know, I've been a musician since I was 13 years old. I've been in multiple bands, maybe on one hand, ever made it out of the garage, but it doesn't matter. I was still in them. It still happened. I, I remember it. I still had the Fisher Price guitar. But speaking of Fisher Price guitars, I have people here who not only are very successful in the music scene, they are, quite honestly, I was a fan of them before I even discovered I was going to be interviewing them. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, the Joiners. <laughs> I forgot your guys' first names, I'm sorry. Of the band Lilac. <laughs> I'm like, what was your first names? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. Yeah, that's all right. Um, this Callie. is Callie, and I'm Kirk, Captain Kirk. Kirk and Callie. Yes. There you go, Captain. Oh yeah, Captain. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is as generic of a question as I can ask. All what right. Got you, what got you guys started? What What made you say, "Let's put this band together"? Uh, well, I was just trying to lure her in. Uh, this was before we were dating. Uh, <laughs> she had moved out to California and to pursue her acting. And uh, anyway, we became friends somewhere in the mix. And uh, anyway, called her up and I told her, I was like, hey, Callie, won't you move back to Georgia and I'll teach you how to play bass and we'll start a band. We'll move to Atlanta and play music. And then, uh, then we didn't move to Atlanta. <laughs> we stayed right here. We did travel to Tampa though. Yeah, we we did play um right after we got married, we moved to Tampa, Florida, and uh we played music full time down there for a year or two. Was and, it uh, was it hard going full time? I mean, again, as a musician myself, I I I never took that step. You know, right. yeah. I was afraid of, of like quitting the nine to five to, to pursue, you know what I mean? So right. it's definitely scary because it's like one of those things where, I mean, it's unpredictable what your pay is going to be like. And we definitely live that um, musician lifestyle. We still do, um, but definitely in Tampa because, you know, we were there by ourselves. Um, so we were super broke, super, super broke. hungry, <laughs> eating ramen noodles <laughs> every day. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was hard. Lost a lot of weight. My uh, grandpa, we had visited over a holiday. Right. And, uh, you know, he's he's real old school country. He's like, Kurt, you're getting pretty skinny, boy. I think <laughs> you need to move on back up here. So we, uh, <laughs> after you need you, you some bacon. <laughs> yeah, you need some bacon here. <laughs> oh, everybody yeah. bacon. 
bacon is awesome. And my granddad, he used to cook this like really, really thick bacon. It was like a quarter inch. It was almost like ham. Right. But he would cook like more than a pound at a time. And it would be piled up on the plate like this. And we'd have like rice and tomatoes, biscuits, and uh, <laughs> bacon, macaroni. Yeah, and cheese. his nana could throw down. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like how I raised my kids. I got a 10 and 11, almost 12 year old now. Uh, I got them in a scrapple and it's a Sunday tradition. And I mean, like I buy the bricks of scrapple and I have to cook every last slab of it for the kids. Cause right. it's a, a plate pile of scrapple with some scrap. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll keep eating it as long as I never tell them what it's made out of. <laughs> but all right. So, uh, I, I assume you guys worked in music in some way, shape, or form before uh, Lilac. What were some of the bands you were in, like the styles and, and the influences that, that you brought to Lilac when you finally put this project together? Yeah, so my background, um, I probably started playing guitar around uh, 14 or 15. I was in high school. Um, it was more of an outlet type thing before then I was like you know on the baseball team and played sports and but really my heart wasn't in it and um, during that time like my, my mother had stage four cancer and I was going through a lot of changes and and all that so it, it, it was an outlet so I secretly started writing songs and and playing I for years I couldn't play standard um, I had a friend who played like new metal type stuff. Drop um, D. Yeah, so drop D. That's play. <laughs> I had like three or four strings on my guitar because I popped the other ones. Right. And that's what I learned. He'd come over like every other week and he'd tune it up. And then I'd, I'd just write songs like that. And then eventually I, you know, I learned how to play like standard chords. But uh, literally probably 95% of our set is drop D today because that's how I learned. Like everything I transpose to drop D. Right. Well, it makes sense to me. I mean, uh, with, with, again, with my, I, I use my last band a lot as a reference point when I speak to musicians, cause it's the freshest band I could think of. Um, but uh, majority of our songs, we, we call ourselves aggressive rock. Uh, but most of ours were were in drop D. Um, we we didn't right. dare call ourselves metal because we weren't that hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, but it, most things were in drop D. I don't I don't think I don't think we had more than two songs that were standard. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're kind of like us. You're you're the primary uh, lyric writer songwriter or. Yeah, I mean, for most of the stuff right now, um, Callie's gotten into songwriting. And uh, it, it's really cool. It, it, it's a little different than, you know, my writing style. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it adds a feminine aspect to it. And uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. Well, I have noticed on, on perusing some of your videos that, that you guys do trade off uh, uh, vocals, uh, not only right. in harmonics, but, I mean, uh, st taking the, the, the front stage, the front man role, as it were. Uh, was right. it something that was planned when the band was put together or was it originally Callie's just going to be the bassist in the back and you're going to do your thing? Well, <laughs> well it, it just kind of evolved into that, but I, I think it was always in 
our mind, you know, it would be like a dual, you know, frontmanship or front womanship. I don't know. Whatever the word is. Um, because Callie has, she has something internally that, you know, whatever that special something is, she has that. Right. So it lends its way to, you know, being a, a front woman. Um, I think music is a lot to do with um, connection too. And, I, and, you know, whatever you go through different stages of your life, you know, can inspire you as, as far as your songwriting um, process goes too. So as far as me dabbling in the songwriting, you know, going, whatever I was, I'm going through in different stages of my life that influence those writing periods. So it's definitely a little different, but where I think, us two we mesh well together yeah that that's something um you know a lot of our live shows um a lot of people come up to us and and talk about how well we like vocally we mesh together mm -hmm. um you know i was really into alice and chains um and yeah. i like how you know both jerry Contrell and lane both sang together almost constantly and, um, you know, so that, that's kind of cool with Callie and I. And another thing, it's like when she takes the lead, it's like a different band. And then when it's like, when I take, it's like two different bands in one. Um, kind of like Fleetwood Mac. I mean, there's three singers. Right. You know, the music, the music itself sounds, you know, universally the same, but the, the vocal talents are different and, and give different tastes to it. And that's cool. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, like, I'm definitely, I, d I don't want, uh, for, for our listeners, I don't want anybody to think that I'm disparaging female vocalists. As a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. I am absolutely all for female rock uh, vocalists taking a forefront because, you know, you think back to the 80s. For, for an example, you had like Lita Ford, Liz Fair, oh, yeah. Kitty, you know, uh, Jack Off Jill. These were phenomenal female-led bands. And then it kind of just dropped off from the planet. Now now you have something like, uh, like Hailstorm, who's really, really good, but it's still few and far in between. For right. you guys, the closest I came up with with a male-female duet that I could think of that's kind of kind of current, not, not as current as it used to be, but I mean uh, – you know, the first thing that came to mind was Lacuna Coil. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with them. You know, yeah, some somewhat. Yeah, um, very female, female duet uh, style band, both front. Uh, they they right. kind of put her more forefront because, uh, well, she speaks English better. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but I mean, that was my first thought when when you know delving deeper into your guys's uh, uh, catalog that I could find on YouTube was uh right. was it was very much a male female led uh band as opposed to like okay i'll do one or two songs and then you do one song and you know back and forth like that and i'm all for that because uh i especially in today's modern music society where where everything's all pre-recorded midi dubstep uh crappy lyrics and you know very very generic very very from the machine i love the fact that people are still putting the time effort and and heart into music itself so absolutely i congratulate right. you on that aspect. well thank, thank you. you thank you and you know modern music 
you know, I'm, there's some stuff that I like, but what I hate is the human element being taken out of music. You know, it, it's like rock and roll. Rock and roll is kind of underground right now. You know, with a, a hit album for rock and roll is nothing compared to, you know, like a, a hit album for pop or R&B or, you know, what, whatever music's the biggest. Um, you know, but we we give back that attitude. You know, the, the attitude of rock is what's gone. Um, you know, I, I listened to bands like Stained and Disturbed and stuff like that, you know, when I was a teenager. But it's like something was lost in in that music. It, it's like whenever you go back to the 80s, there there's an attitude. Right. Attitude was lost. Um, so we're, you know, we try to put the attitude or and the spirit of rock back in. I remember in, the, in high school, like having, you know, like Story of the Year and Yellow Card and all those like emo bands. Like I, I remember like having that punk attitude and I miss that. Like I feel like that's what the youth needs right now. Like just that punk rock attitude. Well, that, so that's what we're trying to. That's it. it. It's like all the big bands that we've opened up for. It's like, you know, they're not pandering is probably not the good word or right. the best word, but it, it's like there's no connection with the youth. When when we open up for these bands, you look at the age range. Um, and I'm not talking about our age, but, you know, people will be our age or older. Right. There. And, um, you know, it, it's – you have to connect with the youth. I noticed with marketing, especially on Facebook, they won't allow you to market your music to anyone under, you know, 18 years old. Um, and I know when I got into music, it was, you know, I was an early teenager. So like it's 13. Yeah. 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 So the people like, you know, that are, are older, they re they remember all of you know all those bands and stuff and they they all miss that but definitely like trying to get the youth to to recognize and familiarize with all that i i did a uh series on here for a little while with my 10 year old son trying to introduce him to things uh rock and metal like music videos you know reaction type videos he he really didn't take to it it was really disappointing <laughs> but i mean yeah I, I know what you're talking about because again i'm i'm i know i'm a little older than you guys you know when i was in when i discovered music like i had a friend slip me the uh master of puppets uh cassette and ozzy osbourne's ultimate sin album those were my introductions into rock and metal and, and, and the attitude you're absolutely right i remember walking around high school in the uh, Doc Martin boots and the ripped ripped uh, jeans and the flannel tied around the waist and always a band shirt, you know, and and that it was almost like it was almost like uh like battle armor. You were ready for shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't mess with me, man. <laughs> Chains on the wallet and everything. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Hey. Studs, I've been there. I've been there. And you know, now it seems like that. Um, rap has taken the the edge from rock so it's not rap is like the edgy music right um and then rock <laughs> has almost become a, a parody so to speak but it you know it's just because um 
you know, youthful bands, and they're they're not in the forefront. Um, there's a band called Starcrawler out of L.A., right. and I'm a huge fan of them. They're you know, punk, heavy, just noise rock. Uh, they're a fan of Dave Grohl. And yeah, I, and Dave, Dave Grohl loves, loves him. So I'm like, all right. Well, I like this band. Yeah, Dave Carlisle's the only like them too. But the the attitudes there, um, they're they're actually fairly popular in in uh, Europe. And I noticed, like, when we look at analytics for who plays our songs, um, you know, on Spotify and YouTube and and stuff like that, the majority of people are overseas. So it's like you know, Spain, Germany, the UK, um, even. China and you know Asia I mean it's that's cool and I hear stories from other bands that we speak to that you know go tour in Europe rock is huge over there right. so yeah when I lived in Australia rock was huge I mean we used to go to all the festivals and stuff and it was just it was just so different like I wish I wish I would come back here so that <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I get that because, I mean, you could, you could look at it from, like, a standpoint. I remember there was a, a little thing about Justin Bieber. I know I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit even mentioning the name. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I remember him having this, this deal of, like, how, how great a crowd he draws. And then that same year Metallica came into town and just blew his numbers away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. the main the mainstay bands that are still around like Ozzy, Metallica, you know, a couple of the others, they're they're still rocking it out, but you're right. And I'm I'm curious on your guys's point of view cuz uh for, for myself, I I definitely blame the transfer to digital as well as other influences for the the fall of rock and metal. Right. I think, yeah, I think part, of, part of the fun of of being a rocker was getting that album whether it was on cd or cassette or whatever with that artwork and you know you 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 bought it for the one song you heard on the radio or on mtv but then you check out the other 11 tracks you're reading the lyrics you're looking at the artwork you're pissing your parents off because they see it too (laughs) (laughs) what what's so funny about that man all right so the first i grew up in a you know pretty strict Christian household. Creed. I was allowed to listen to Creed. <laughs> Mom bought me the human clay album for like my birthday or whatever. Well, my dad, he he didn't he did not want me to listen to rock and roll at all. Like he was he was old school like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Little Richard and you know I'm wrong with that music. Golden old and you know I love that music too. Um but I remember him banging on my door, <laughs> listening to Creed, man. Creed, turn that devil music off. Turn it off, turn it off. You know? It's like Creed, you know? Well, during that time, you know, most people thought that Creed was a Christian band. Right. Which they, you know, Scott Stapps, he, he said, well, I'm a Christian but it's not a Christian band, but the the lyrics would make you think that it was Christian. So, you know, we're a little too positive for rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I know what you mean when you say that about the, the virtual, or I mean, you know, t- technology, you know, being more advanced, you know, that really has destroyed the, 
um, face-to-face interaction because that is a huge thing, especially for us. Like, you know, we try to do these live streams and stuff and, you know, the sound quality and everything is never going to sound good or never going to be the same. But when we're like on stage in front of the crowd, I mean, that's when we're in our element. That's when we're really jamming out and the, the crowd feels that. And, and I think that's part of that punk rock attitude. I, I absolutely agree. Cause I, again, I come from the uh, generation musically. I come from the generation where, you know, you go to see a concert, for example, you go to, you go to see Motley Crue and you're standing out front of, you know, insert venue name here um, to, to go see the band. You're standing there and all the local acts are handing out de- uh, demo tapes left, right, and six ways from Sunday. You walk out of a Motley Crue concert with about 17 flyers and at least six different demos. And you don't get right. that in today's society. You, you, you go to a concert. I went to Oz, uh, Ozzy's uh, No More Tours 2, you know, uh, here in New Jersey. And I didn't, nobody approached me with anything. And that, that felt wrong in a concert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, <laughs> actually in, in Sylvania, where we're from, we, we live in a county of like 11,000 people. Okay. All counties. So we, we don't even have a Walmart here. Lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there was a guy who was giving out demo tapes at the McDonald's. Nice. Like just in the bags. I actually have it somewhere. He's a rapper or whatever. I checked it out. It, it was actually cool. But, you know, I still try to drop people CDs and stuff like that. I don't know what happens afterwards. <laughs> I'm saying they're not thrown away. But, you know, I try to, I try to do that, like give people stuff. Because right. you never know where a, a, a fan's going to be. But it's, it's like you were saying, every, most people play music right here yeah, um, on a cell phone. But um, also, you know, going back to that, I think also with this whole pandemic, it's made people realize that they want that social interaction. I think people are craving it. And I think people want to go to concerts and live events and they miss all that. So I really believe that that stuff is going to really attract people. Well, to, to back up what she's saying, we booked a gig for a certain amount of money and we got paid like a fourth more than we asked for. <laughs> oh, it's, wow. used to, we're used to having to haggle for more money to, to get well, like a regular price. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is like people are begging for bands to come play right now. I mean, we're not having to, to book things. People are trying to book us. Um, That's, which, awesome. That's an awesome feeling. And, you know, you can say it's kind of dangerous and rock and roll living on the edge with the coronavirus and nobody's wearing masks and, you know, that <laughs> stuff. Living on the edge. But, hey, rock and roll. Well, how, how's how's the live performances been? I mean, have you guys all separated by plexiglass on stage? And yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no it's it's like before, man. But I guess everybody's drinking alcohol; it just kills anything that comes out there. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. most, of, most of people going to your show used to drink out of uh, garden hoses and all that. Anyway, they're already vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my. Um, my bass player actually has coronavirus, but he he didn't catch it from a show. He caught it from his work. Um, 
they were he was together. I think they were actually all wearing masks, um, but they everybody there got it. Um, which he, you know, he's not bad off. He just he lost the smell and taste, right. and that's the only symptom that he's had. But he's he's been that way for two weeks. He's been eating like jalapenos and and full <laughs> cloves of garlic just to see if he could taste like nothing, nothing. Yeah. Hand him a Cal- Carolina Reaper, see how he does. Right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, around here, I guess maybe because we're, like, in the, you know, the boondocks, it's like we haven't had that many cases in our county. Right. And, um, you know, there, there's been a few deaths. Um, the, the whole nursing home, like, uh, 70 people had coronavirus, and I think, three or four pass from it mm-hmm. um, which is sad you know um we try not to travel unless you know we have to you know for shows yeah and stuff but we pretty much just stay isolated right and and we've been playing some outdoor stuff so then you know that that's a little bit safer but yeah we played the cross-eyed cricket and we brought masks and we went in there it's like nobody was wearing a mask and then we're like <laughs> You know, I just screw it, man. Throw it down, and we got up there. I said, "We all have Corona." And then <laughs> I didn't do all that. Yeah. But <laughs> that was something I was thinking about too, because you know, because again, I'm I'm not in a band now. I I did work on a solo album that I'll never go out and promote and tour. You know, because it's just it. It was an experiment, but uh, right. you know, the thought had crossed my mind with the coronavirus, and especially with bands and stuff like that, going out and performing and and all. Uh, how crazy it's got to be to try to, to, to adhere to the guidelines yet still put on a, what a band would do as far as performance is concerned, you know, and, and one of the things that I always thought about is like, how the hell do you sing through a mask? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I've, and I've it's, seen people do it. And it's one yeah, of those so. things is like, you know, we look at as look at this as our job. You know, and you, you just can't quit your job. So, you know, just trying to work around it. But we, we try to stay as careful as we can. But, yeah, there's no way we can sink that around. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the influences for you guys uh, in, in the music that you write? Like, what are, what are some of the bands that you listen to to, ca- to catch inspiration to, to write the next album? Kind of going back to what I was saying before, like different periods of my life, it kind of goes like that with different influencers. You know, when I was a teenager, my influencers were more Linkin Park, The Offspring. Um, that That's where I get kind of my roots of that rock style. But then um, as I got older, you know, I've been advent- adventuring out to Halsey and a little bit of more pop elements. So, um, as far as my inspiration is whatever that, that's just whatever emotion, whatever I'm going through. If sometimes, you know, people ask us all the time, you know, how does it feel like being in a band with, uh, your spouse? And I said, you know, it's it's not easy all the time, but it makes for good content. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I mean, we, we, we we work really well with each other, but you know, we um we feed off. Each yeah, other we work well. like this. 
Holding <laughs> heads. Yeah, well, for me, it's like when I was a teenager, you know, it was a new metal stuff. That, that was yeah. big. The following is an important message from the Nurses Guild of Florida. We know COVID has many scared. Many of our seniors are even afraid to go to the doctors. Just the thought of being exposed to all the people in the waiting room in addition to the doctor's staff is a risk many don't want to take right now. However, putting off health care makes most conditions worse. The Nurses Guild has the solution. One that exposes you to just one person. Call your doctor's office and have them order a nursing assessment from the Nurses Guild. We are a five-star Medicare home health agency. Your registered nurse in full PPE will perform a full head-to-toe assessment, vital signs and medication review, pulse oximetry, even an EKG if needed. Lab work and x-rays can also be done at home. Our registered nurse will discuss all of this strictly and directly with your doctor and get you results. All of our nurses and home health aides are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 in Broward County and 561-826-8937 in Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask, wash your hands frequently, and stay home as much as possible. Um, you know, it's in the offspring to uh, disturb mud vein, uh, corn, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Then once I was like in my 20s, then I, I got into like Nirvana and Alice in Chains. I already had like the Alice in Chains album when I was like 17 or 18. And it played nonstop. And then, uh, but Nirvana always hated Nirvana. Mm -hmm. There was something about Nirvana. I was like, man, this punk Kurt Cobain, you know. But then once I got older and I actually took the time to listen to the albums, I I got it. You know, there there was a universal something. There's a ghost behind you. <laughs> that was that was my significant other. <laughs> oh, <I got you. laughs> but uh yeah so nirvana what i liked about um that music is is like the sarcasm and the, the punk aspect of nirvana right. you know of the deep track type songs on their albums um that that was a big influence on lilac because i i like that spirit you know because th there was that rock spirit like intertwined in with the grunginess um and then now like i i like a lot of indie pop type stuff um pop rock um silver sun pickups mgmt um surfaces bands like that so there there is a, a pop aspect going into this ep that we're working on um still has the, the grunginess and the dirtiness but like we're adding in like 80 style scent in the background uh like some hooks so you know it it makes it a little fresh and it you know it has all of our influences in there um and hey you're not turning me off i i argue the point that hair hair metal was probably one of the greatest forms of heavy metal through the de right. decadence, and I think that's one of the things that's missing in rock was the, for lack of a better term, the pop rock element that 80s glam pulled. 
Yeah, right. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to bust out a seminar, I'm all for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, we were thinking about um, a guitar, sitar, mm-hmm. all that yeah, stuff, man. playing a guitar. But yeah. I, I was also going to say, like, you know, going back to um, my influencers as far as, like, singing, um, you know, I love storytellers, and I love Dolly Parton and Stevie Nicks, which I've, I know Stevie Nicks before that, that TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you seen that? Like, uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Fleet, Fleet. It's like all these people didn't know who like Fleetwood Mac was and Stevie Nicks. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh my god. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac is like number one on the charts for like at least, downloads hey, yeah, at least right went now back up. because of a TikTok video that that yeah. someone. I mean, it, it's, it's cool that it brought them back to 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 that, but it it it, it kind of goes along the same lines as that song Ozzy did with uh, with Post Malone, and everybody acted like Post Malone discovered Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, are you kidding? Right. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. This crazy. is really sad. <laughs> what do you speaking speaking of storytellers? What do you guys draw uh, influence for for the lyrics, uh, the subject matters of your songs? Uh, the reason the reason I ask it, it, as an example, uh, as a songwriter myself, I always called myself a storyteller more than a singer, and I would draw inspiration from life around me, but then I would kind of what I called Stephen Kinged it into like this fictitious uh, horror story. Yeah, metaphors and everything else, and right. and completely vilify whatever the t- subject matter was supposed to be about. You know, be a drug addiction, whatever. Um, right. So I'm just curious: is it more personal, or do you guys write stories, or you know, is it just newspaper print, like uh, like kind of half a Metallica's catalog? <laughs> right, right. Well, for me, it's you know. It's personal, but I don't like to. I don't like to make it super obvious. So I I will use metaphors and I'll use um, sarcasm. I don't write from like a story from A to B. Okay. It'll be sporadic, so it might be you know C A B fruit meat like just <laughs> but it's like it it paints a picture so it's like you're working on different things i'm add really really bad okay and i have to really try to concentrate so my music is like that it's like if if you ever see me sweep a floor i never sweep it from there to there get distracted and i'll be over here on this side of the room and then i'll be over there and then i'll forget what about it sweep? you're talking about me i said <laughs> i said sweep when i sweep that's the reason why i don't sweep <laughs> don't ever go on one of the job sites to, to any of the bosses i ever worked with that probably flip out what are you doing <laughs> right right <laughs> but I, I mean i literally have to like sit there and concentrate all right kurt sweep this here then here then here it's like anything i do like i have to write a list and i'm like just concentrate just concentrate that's probably one of the worst experiences in the world to be add and ocd at the same time yeah yeah yeah. it has to be perfect but squirrel (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly and what you know what what's so cool about is like when i play music it 
everything goes it's like laser focused and then the the h and the adhd that i lost mm -hmm. once you know i hit a certain age it like comes back and i'm able to use it on stage so i'm able to jump around and hit uh, me with his guitar yeah hit her with a guitar dude there was a gnarly kick that was meant for my butt that hit me in my manhood like over the weekend oh no on stage that was in the middle of a song man it was an accident she didn't mean to but oh my god and somebody got it on tape too oh nice hey i finished we finished the set and i was still jumping around but dude i collapsed you gotta put that on youtube that'll that'll go viral <laughs> good lord I'm, I'm actually still sore that happened on saturday oh that's so. no good but you did you did say you, you, you kind of slipped that you guys are working on an ep now uh why don't you tell me a little bit about the upcoming uh ep and uh when you hope to have it released well we're, we're shooting for november 20th oh, so um, that close uh, done right yeah it, it's pretty close we're just um in the the vocal stage of it so everything's tracked and i kind of mix as we go along um so it, you know we're just trying to get the vocals and then we'll give it a little bit better mix and then master it um we actually we have a studio um in a bus so that that's where we record everything and uh it, it's cool um because now we don't have to pay to go to a studio and sit there and be rushed. Now we can kind of be more creative on the music. Yeah, and kind of my writing process is, is um, you know, more personal. And I kind of look at it as more like a diary, you know, whatever, you know, they're kind of like, my songs are kind of like my pages in my diary. And so that's kind of how I, I look at it. So they, a lot of my songs are real personal. Well, that, that brings me to a question I was going to ask. Uh, I, again, I, the ADD thing, I bounce around in questions if you can't tell. Uh, one of my favorite songs that I've listened from you guys is Rain. You got to tell me the story of Rain. Yeah, so. Well, actually, Kurt wrote Rain. Yeah, so early, that actually goes back to our time in Tampa. Okay. Um, when we moved down there, it, it was just, you know, it, it took six months to book a decent gig to just break into the music scene. We had saved up money to move down there, and we were running out of money, couldn't hardly pay bills, uh, had to get part-time jobs during the day, and um, – starving we had just gotten married so that that was hard you know mm -hmm. learning to adjust to living together right uh seemed like every day it rained man when we're down there and like tampa's known for that i mean it's the sunshine state yes yeah, a lot but it freaking rains a lot every day <laughs> and um you know I just remember being in the small little apartment we we're living in and, and just down and you know, it was always raining. And, uh, you know, just thinking about how can we save this? How can we save our relationship? How can we save, you know, our career or whatever? 
and it, it's funny because Kurt wrote the song and he wrote, you know, the lyrics, but the emotion that I put towards the song, it was like, I was thinking of something totally different. So that's, that's funny how music works like that. You know, you can connect with it, whatever, you know, you're going through, you know, you can connect with music and relate to it and, and feel it. And then, yeah. And that, that's what's so cool about music. It can mean one thing to one person, but mean something else to, to someone else. And that, that's kind of the reason most songs, I won't talk about what, what they're about. Right. But that song, you know, it, it's something that, you know, I like to share and, um, but whatever it means to whoever, I mean, that's cool, you know, <laughs> let, let it be what you want it to be. You know? What's one of your favorites, both the question of both of you, what's one of your favorite songs that you've done thus far, even from the new album? just uh, out of your catalog which one is your personal like this is my song you know type deal right well i well there's two there's a song called hey that we just started performing live it's not going to be on the cp it's <laughs> on the second ep um just because it doesn't fit the other songs it's super heavy got a lot of toms in it going on and, um, and that's always a favorite at, at shows. Um, then there's um, Prep Rally, which we, you know, a lot of people sing to that one at, at shows. Okay. And, and we really get down to, to that song. Um, so that that's my two. Um, mine is uh, My Shoes, which is going to be on this EP. That's one of the songs that I wrote. Okay. I'm excited about that because that'll be my first full song and and I and I and I you know like I said it means a lot and and then also actually one of the ones that Kirk said hey is another one of my favorites because that's a really really cool song it's just like super heavy and it's just like the crowd just really gets into it and it's it's a it's a really fun song to play excellent now, for people who don't know, where can they where can they find you guys' music? Like, if they want to buy the EP, or if they just want to download a, a track, or or whatever else, uh, you guys have a website, or or obviously you mentioned Spotify beforehand, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, all those sites: Spotify, Apple Music, um, iTunes. www.lulac.com is our website. Uh, we have Reverb Nation, and then. We post a lot on Facebook and Instagram, so we're going to be posting on all those sites, doing a lot of advertising, especially leading up to the EP. And and you can actually you can download the songs uh, from the website uh, directly from the website. Um, it, it's not connected with iTunes or anything like that. It's just direct to us. Well, I so will all the money. I will ask one <laughs> particular question. I will ask one particular question, which doesn't necessarily have to do with relevance or, or breaking the fourth wall. I also do internet gang for a uh, internet radio station uh, out of Orlando, Florida called blindcafe.net or blindcaferadio.net. I right. like the radio part. Uh, I do a show that I call Raise the Underground every Monday. And uh, one of the one of the things about it is, I, of course, I play all the hard rock and heavy metal. My catchphrase is taking the rock and metal and shoving it up your no-no hole. But right. uh, 
the main objective it, behind it is to get underground bands as opposed to the main main uh, stream radio bands that you've heard right. to yeah. donate a demo or a track to give them airtime publicity put them in regular rotation would lilac yeah. like to be in regular rota rotation yeah yeah send me a track okay thank <laughs> you right. absolutely like i said I, I i play every monday so it'll get played every monday okay i got awesome. you well in fact we'll we'll do this we'll send you our three singles and then whatever you want to play well, good. That'll that'll let it. One week will be one single. One week will be the other single. I guess it's to play with. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you guys. I definitely got to have you back on, especially when you release the album. What's what's the EP's title? What's it going to be called? Um, problems. Problems. Yeah. Oh, please tell me the second EP is going to be called Solutions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How did you know? This How is did you 2020. Know? We don't need any more yeah. negativity. <laughs> 2020 is the problems, and then next year everything's going to be solved. Yeah. <laughs> problems and solutions. It's a double yes. album, guys. Guys, definitely, <laughs> check, definitely check out Lilac. Uh, let let them know where they can find you guys. Besides the lilac.com and all that, like if they want to get in contact with you, if they want to get like uh, uh, you know tour information or you know whatever, if they just want to ask a question I didn't ask on the show today. Yeah, just just check us out on social media. We're we're on all the social sites. Um, Facebook, it's uh, Lilac Band. Um, there's Twitter, which is at Lilac Band. Um, and then uh, our Instagram is Lilac underscore Band. Band. Yes. Lilac <laughs> Band on everything. Then they're not gonna, but yeah. We'll put the links on the on the description somewhere. Box. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that's down there. Yes. <laughs> and the YouTube. We're on the YouTube too. Yeah. No YouTube. You just you just kind of made yourself sound so old. We're on the YouTube. <laughs> I know. We're like, on the YouTube. Why? And the Twitter. And the Facebook. I'm on that face talk thing on the We're on that face talk. Yeah. On the internet. No. <laughs> face space. Oh, space, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. we do have a MySpace. Oh, my God. We talked about that. Yeah. There is a MySpace. <laughs> nice. It's somewhere in the, the interwebs. If you Google, you'll find it somewhere. Google, Google probably be like, what is this, 1993? <laughs> 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 I've always said MySpace was better than, uh, than Facebook. Oh, it was. Best yeah, man, well, you could have your own music playing. You can have whatever background you want, whatever theme. It's like, you know, there's no comparison, but you know, whatever. Maybe actually what everybody should do, and I was talking to a few other bands, we were talking about going back to MySpace and reviving it. So I, we can do it. We can do it if everybody starts getting back on it. Let me know. I'll, I'll see if I can remember the password to this solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go back in the. Then your old passers, well, didn't you say it was I love cheese? Yeah, it, it was something weird. I was a <laughs> I do love cheese. Very nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Lord. 
And guys, of course, if you enjoyed this episode in any capacity, hit that thumbs up button, like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts of Realm of Miss Entertainment. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, you can find Realm of Miss Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And of course, you can find us on all the social medias. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment. We're on the interwebs. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute honor and blast. Good luck with the uh, EP. And I will catch you guys. I will catch you guys on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall. Have a good night. Sounds good. Bye. (laughs)